You're listening to Standing in the Gap. Standing in the Gap is a weekly podcast dedicated to the exposition of scriptures. I'm your host and podcast preacher, Brandon Harrell. I'm the pastor of Bethesda Baptist Church in East Flat Rock, nestled here in the mountains of Western North Carolina, where I've served for the past 10 years. I pray the podcast will bless your life as we study God's Word together. the book of Jude. We're studying this epistle that deals with the apostasy of the last days. We've seen already the admonition that calls us to the fight. Jude said, I sat down to write unto you the common salvation, but it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. He speaks of those who had crept in unawares, reminds us of our duty to defend the faith, to contend, to strive for, to fight for that body of doctrine, that that we believe that was once delivered unto the saints. We then saw the attributes that characterize the foe in the days of apostasy, and we studied from verses 5 to 19 of this epistle uh, the matter of the apostate, who they are, what they do, how um, how they conduct themselves, Uh, Having crept in unawares under the church, we have some uh, attributes that we can look for, that we can spot and know where the apostates are. But now we're looking at the last six verses of this epistle, and we're considering the thought of some actions that cultivate faithfulness in the days of apostasy. And as we look at this in verses 20 and 21, We're seeing the edification of the saints. There the scripture says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. As we think about the edification of the saints that cultivate faithfulness, this edification first consists of a construction project. He says, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. And we dealt with the matter of construction in our lives, the building up of the people of God through personal devotion and through the gathering together with the saints of God in the assembly of the church, being fed from the word, worshiping together. It was said this morning where I was, and I love it, uh, that when we get together in corporate worship, and uh, sing praises unto the Lord and hear the word. That's as close as we'll get to heaven on this side of eternity. And that's what heaven's going to be. It's going to be the general assembly of the firstborn gathered together, worshiping the Lord. Thank God for the local church. But now we're considering the second aspect of this edification, and that is supplication. We see here he uh, gives us the exhortation to pray in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. We've mentioned already uh, concerning the word praying, the exhortation to prayer. We mentioned the explanation of prayer, how the word deals with the idea of wishing or wanting, as well as that of worship, and prayer is both. And then we dealt with the example of prayer. We looked at the Lord Jesus, how that he was an example of prayer to the disciples, and after hearing him pray, they wanted to know how. And then we went to the model of prayer, and we looked in Matthew 6 for several weeks. But today, I want us to begin looking at the latter part of this particular exhortation where he says, praying in the Holy Ghost. 
I've titled this or headed this, The Environment of Prayer, Praying in the Holy Ghost. As we think about this matter of praying in the Holy Ghost, I want to read you a quote uh, that I think is very good concerning the matter of prayer. It was written by John Bunyan in his little book on prayer. And he says this, quote, Prayer is a sincere, sensible, affectionate pouring out of the heart or soul to God through Christ in the strength and assistance of the Holy Spirit for such things as God has promised or according to his word for the good of the church with submission in faith to the will of God. What a great definition. And I want to emphasize a particular aspect of that. He said, prayers are sincere, sensible, affectionate, pouring out of the heart or soul to God. Now listen to this. Through Christ in the strength and assistance of the Holy Spirit. I would submit to you today that when Jude says to us that we are to pray in the Holy Ghost, he's not even suggesting that there are times when we can pray apart from the Holy Ghost. Without the Spirit of God, we would be, first of all, without desire to pray, and second of all, without the ability to truly pray. The Spirit of God is the one that makes it possible for us to pray and have converse and communion with God. As we think about the Spirit of God and the role that He plays in prayer, I want to mention a few things. First of all, I would mention the person of the Holy Ghost. Now, I want to emphasize this, and it may be all we get to see today, but I want to emphasize the person of the Holy Spirit. In John chapter number 16, verses 13 through 14, Jesus says, How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. The Lord Jesus, pointing us to the Spirit, refers to him as a person. He will come. He's called the Comforter in John chapter number 15. And he says, when the Comforter shall come. The Spirit of God is a person. Not only is he a person, he is a member of the Trinity. The Spirit of God is as much God as God the Father. He is as much God as God the Son. The Spirit of God is God. The Holy Ghost is God. Oh, how we need to get a hold of this truth in the day and hour in which we live. Some movements and some some sects of Christianity have robbed the church of the reality of the Spirit of God. They've made him out to be nothing more than a force or nothing more than an influence. And they uh, they have dumbed down the personality of the Holy Ghost. They've robbed him in a sense, of his personhood. I want to read a couple quotes to you that were written by R.A. Torrey in his book on the Holy Spirit. Listen to what he says. He says, quote, If you think of the Holy Spirit, as so many even among Christian people do today, as a mere influence or power, 
then your thought will constantly be, how can I get a hold of the Holy Spirit and use it? But, he says, if you think of him in the biblical way, as a person of divine majesty and glory, your thought will be, how can the Holy Spirit get hold of me and use me? End quote. My. It is not about us getting a hold of the Holy Spirit and using him to accomplish what we want or to attain what we desire. But rather it is that the Holy Spirit of God would get a hold of us and would employ us in his mission and use us for the magnification and the glorification of Jesus Christ in this world. I remember the story of D.L. Moody, who uh, R.A. Torrey labored with. And in the days when his ministry was at its peak, it was said that a gathering had been formed in Chicago, and they wanted to get together and uh, establish and plan for a uh, for an evangelistic crusade there in D.L. Moody's own city. And uh, they were trying to figure out who that they wanted to have. And someone had spoken up, and they uh, they suggested that they call D.L. Moody for this particular crusade. And some smart aleck, I'm sure, in the in the gathering said, what do you think, that D.L. Moody has a monopoly on the Holy Ghost? And the man replied, no, I don't think D.L. Moody has a monopoly on the Holy Ghost. But I do believe that the Holy Ghost has a monopoly on D.L. Moody. And friend, that is the difference. It is not that we would get the Spirit, but that the Spirit would have all of us. True prayer will never take place until we understand this particular truth. The Holy Spirit by which we are to pray is a person who is to take over and not only to be a part of our prayer life, but to be in control in our prayer life. R.A. Torrey goes farther in his book and he says, The conception of the Holy Spirit as a divine influence or power that we are somehow to get hold of and use leads to self-exaltation and self-sufficiency. One who so thinks of the Holy Spirit and who at the same time imagines to have received the Holy Spirit will also almost inevitably be full of spiritual pride and strut about as if he belonged to some superior order of Christians. One frequently hears such persons say, I am a Holy Ghost man or I am a Holy Ghost woman. But if we once grasp the thought, that the Holy Spirit is a divine person of infinite majesty and glory and power who in marvelous condescension has come into our hearts to make his abode there and take possession of our lives and make use of them. It will put us in the dust and keep us in the dust. I can think of no thought more humbling or more overwhelming than the thought that a person of divine majesty and glory dwells in my heart and is ready to use even me, end quote. Oh, friend, the Spirit of God wants to use us. And one of the means whereby it does that is in prayer. We must be a praying people, but we must pray in the Holy Ghost. A.W. Tozer said this. He said, quote, There is an unseen deity present, a knowing, feeling personality, 
and he is indivisible from the Father and the Son, so that if you were to be suddenly transported to heaven itself, you wouldn't be any closer to God than you are now, for God is already here. Oh, the Spirit of God is God. He is deity. He is a person. He is the environment in which we are to pray. The Holy Ghost of God is the one by which we pray. Now, as we think about his personhood, I want to then mention his permission and just read you a verse in Ephesians 2 as we close. Ephesians 2.18 says, For through him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. You'll never get a prayer through to God unless you pray in the Holy Ghost. Friend, in these days of apostasy, we have got to get a hold of God. We've got to get through to God. And the only way that we can have audience with God is through Christ in the Spirit. It is the Spirit that gives us access to God. Praying in the Holy Ghost. What a blessing it is to know that the divine person of God has taken up abode in the people of God and now is interested in hearing from us through prayer, praying in the Holy Ghost. Till next time, this has been Pastor Brandon. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. I hope it's been a blessing to you. If you'd like to contact me, you can find our church's website at www.BethesdaBaptistEastFlatRock.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at PreacherB underscore BBC. If you'd like to watch our services live streamed, you can do that on Facebook at Bethesda Baptist East Flat Rock. God bless you till we meet again.